Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. We're going to try and answer two questions today on the BWI Daily Edition. One of them is uh, something that's been talked about like all the time this offseason. Just time and time and time and time again. We've tried to ask the question and answer the question, can Penn State football win with Sean Clifford as its starting quarterback? And this is the problem. It's a rhetorical question at this point. People already know their answer. They already know how they feel about the situation. And there's not a lot of changing people's minds about that for 2022. But the real question I want to answer here, and I think the most important question is not can Penn State win with Sean Clifford at quarterback. It's how does Penn State win going forward? How do they get back to winning? How do they uh, establish a a winning culture again? And not to say that the culture specifically has been lost, but the last two seasons have been an underperformance. There's no there's no way other way to say that they have not been an uh, a whatever the reason you think that is with COVID nineteen. And with the season last year, any of those things, they have been an underperformance. So what we're going to do today, because Sean Clifford is the starting quarterback, and because the last time this team was successful, both conveniently are the first time he started in 2019. So we're going to compare Sean Clifford's performance from last season, 2021, to 2019. And we're going to get into some, we're going to get into the weeds about exactly how he performed in a lot of different areas. A couple things to set up before we get there, though. First off, 
Uh, I'm Thomas Frankar, host of the BWI Daily Edition. Forgot to say that earlier. And if you want to check out more of this show, make sure you subscribe here to YouTube if you're checking this out for the first time. Uh, secondarily, check out bluewhiteillustrated.com where the rest of our work with Nate Bauer, Dave Eckert, Ryan Snyder, Greg Pickle, our awesome staff doing a bunch of great stuff. You can sign up for just $1 and get 12 months of access. That is an awesome deal, and it's not going to last forever. The second thing that you need to know is that we're going to be using PFF data, and here's why. And I had a conversation with somebody uh, when I was talking about the show and kind of brainstorming it is... <sighs> You're not, the point here is to isolate Sean Clifford, is to take Clifford out of the offense and out of the situation and examine his performance because there's too many shades of gray. We could go down so many rabbit holes that it would be non-productive because the coordinator is different, the offensive line, the skill positions, the teams you play are all different. So we're trying to isolate Sean Clifford and PFF and their grades do a good job of doing that. And we'll get into some of the things to explain how we get there. So we're going to start right now with just the overall number. Boil everything down into one number, which is always dangerous, but then I'll explain it. So stick around for that. And by the way, if you're listening on the podcast version, the, the YouTube video does help with some graphics, and I put the numbers up here. So we're going to take a look at his PFF passing grade from 2019 and 2021. And they are virtually the same. In 2019, 69.3 overall. It's, it's fine. It's an average starting grade. In 2021, slightly worse, but virtually the same, 68.6. And not only that, not only that, and you can see that there on the screen if you're watching, they're tied in the same spot in the Big Ten at ninth. Both those grades, when you take into consideration the, the, the ecosystem in which those grades produced, he's in the same spot amongst Big Ten quarterbacks. Ninth. And remember, in 2020, uh, 2019, that team was a potential college football playoff team where they were maybe a quarter away, half away from uh, beating Minnesota and being in the conversation at least at 11-1 and by the end of the regular season after they lose to uh, Ohio State as that played out. So that quarterback was a, a guy that won 10 games in his career, in his first season starting. Now, how we get to those grades is vastly different, and that's what we're going to talk about today. It's kind of breaking down interesting areas where I think the uh, that tell more of a story than that overall grade and some things that might surprise you, truthfully. I was really surprised when I saw some of these numbers, even with going into the film evaluation and seeing the things that I see because they take the moment away. They take your your captive of the moment sort of situation. And I'm guilty of this this offseason and last year of watching the end of the season, not taking everything into perspective because... That is a huge thing that we do is we, we remember the the big emotional moments and we don't remember every single play. You literally, your brain can't handle that. So let's take a look at deep passing because this was an area that I thought Sean Clifford was not good at last season. And if you look at his Big Ten overall ranking in 2021, he was seventh. So it wasn't elite, but it was an 88.9. In 2019, with K.J. Hamler and a bombs-away offense where they relied on the deep ball, his deep passing grade was 62.8. That's 13th in the Big Ten. So he's better last season at throwing the deep ball than he was in uh, in 2020. 
21. Now, some of that, you know, you can get into the individual situations. The game against uh, Villanova was a huge bonus to that, playing Michigan State in the snow. He also had a very good fourth quarter there. So you can go in and you can find individual things to pull out. But that's the point is the, the overall production here, he was good against Ohio State as a passer. He was good in, in certain situations and he was bad in others, but that all evens out. In 2019, he was not as effective, but because of the situation and because of the scheme to provide some context, here are the, the, the passing touchdowns. Again, almost the same. 2019, he threw eight passing touchdowns uh, on deep passes over 20 yards. In 2021, he threw 10 of them. So he threw more. But again, if you look at this, it's exactly the same in terms of Big Ten ranking. So he's almost the same quarterback as a deep passer, except he was more responsible in 2021 for that production than uh, some schemed open throws. And, and here I'll get into a little bit of the difference between the two offenses. Last season, Penn State couldn't run the ball. So play action was less effective. In 2019, with KJ Hamler, Journey Brown, and a young, healthy uh, Noah Kane, there was a much more real prevalent threat of play action. So it was more effective, and there were more <laughs> there were more opportunities to get deep touchdowns, and therefore a lot of that was off the plate of Sean Clifford, where he had to hit an open guy, and Hamler was exceptional at getting uh, passes downfield. So the deep passing touchdowns, while they're similar, they go about getting there differently. Uh, here's another interesting thing that I uh, found when I was looking through stuff is passing from a clean pocket. Now, this is the most indicative of what's going on for a quarterback from a cerebral standpoint. When they are trying to operate the offense effectively and they're not under pressure because every quarterback plays poorly under pressure. At least in the long term. You can have a good season. Trace McSorley had a better season throwing under pressure one time, I think, than, than he did when he was in a clean pocket. Or at least he had an abnormally high one. So when we look at this, this is an indication of actual performance and output. And Sean Clifford, last season, was better in a clean pocket. He was one of the best in the Big Ten. He had a 90.1 overall grade. That's fourth in the Big Ten when he wasn't pressured and he was not under, you know, duress of any kind. He was not efficient in 2019. So he was being carried by that offense. 75.7 is not very good. That's ninth in the Big Ten. But, again, this and this is where we can kind of paint in the context of player uh, output around him. This is the output. Exactly the same. 2019, 15 D, uh, touchdowns from a clean pocket, two interceptions. 2021, the exact same. So even in these situations, the Penn State offense has found a different course to get to the same spot. They just got there differently. And in tw last season, more of it was on Sean Clifford's plate. So he produced in those situations. So despite the fact that he was uh, not good enough to win any games last year and, and fans and media and myself were pointing out all of his flaws, he's a better quarterback than he was in 2019 and was more a part of the winning and losing. He was more part of the solution during those situations uh, than he was as a freshman or as a, as a first-time starter when the team was winning. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. So, what happened last year? And this is really the situation, is that um, the offense was all about him, right? So you, through volume, expose more situations where things don't go well. So this is when blitzed. In 2019, Sean Clifford, when teams blitzed him, at least from a production standpoint, he made them pay for it. Nine touchdowns, one interception. 2021, half and half. He threw a bunch of interceptions when he was blitzed. That is a huge problem. That right there is the difference, how you go from a quarterback that has an elite grade in a clean pocket that is good at throwing deep balls, at least from a end of the season, looking at the total production standpoint, to being an a- average starter, maybe, below average starter, like right up at the acceptable line. So there's some problems and some things in there. Now, let's get into more of those because this is really where the bottom falls out for Sean Clifford, and it's passing under pressure. This is the part I focused on and I harped on all season was his passing under pressure last season was abysmal. This is not only is that 16th out of 17 in the Big Ten at 27.7, that is one of the lowest for any starter in college football last season in the Power Five. So it's not just bad for the Big Ten. It's bad for any quarterback on any team. Now, this is where he needs to get back to where he was or really improve on 2019 as well, is under pressure, he has never been great. He was ninth in the Big Ten under pressure in 2019. His his PFF grade is in line with what you would expect from somebody who's under pressure as a starter. It's not exceptional. It's kind of what you would expect of a quarterback, especially when starting for the first season. So that's really been, when we say Sean Clifford is who he is, That's right there what it means is Sean Clifford doesn't perform well in those situations where he's got pressure and he's got to make a decision. Now, being blitzed is is different. You can be blitzed and not get pressure. And that's a big part of what happened in 2019 was the, the team was able to pick things up or he was able to throw the ball before the pressure could get there. And that allowed him to avoid that flavor of pressure. That was not the case last season. He was under pressure when blitzed. He was under pressure when he wasn't blitzed with just four. It was a slog in that area. And because of that, there's one area that he regressed as well. And this is whether or not it's the the scheme or whether it was the players he's throwing to that aren't open. This is an area where playing in rhythm, going back to uh, the throws from a clean pocket and being very good at those. 
playing in rhythm, you get the ball out in about 2.5 seconds. So percentage of the total throws in that situation, he was much worse at getting the ball out on time last season in the first year in a new offense. So he was 7th in the Big Ten in 2019, and he was 11th in 2021. And uh, less than half of his plays took longer than 2.5 seconds, inviting more pressure, more hits, more bad decisions, more potential turnovers, or at least in this situation, more sacks. And that's the other thing that happened last season. When he was under pressure, he wasn't necessarily throwing a lot of interceptions. He just wasn't throwing the football. And this is an area where the narrative of 2021 kicks in. Penn State was 5-0 and heading into that game against Iowa. He gets hit. He leaves the game. He was not playing well from a PFF perspective. Despite the, the fact that the team was winning, he was putting the ball in harm's way and the defense was taking it back. He had, I think, three turnover-worthy plays before halftime. So despite the fact that he's throwing the ball to the other team and they were all his fault, they were, they were still weathering that storm. So that muddies the water of how this all played out when, it, when, when we try to look at the before and after of his injury. But there's no doubt about it. He was worse after the injury. So the mental decision-making and the physical ability to perform were both hindered. And that's the part that, you know, from, a, from an evaluation perspective, the numbers don't care. We can see these things. You and I, we watch this. We are taking that into account. The numbers do not care about your injury. They're descriptive of something was wrong. So if we take that into perspective the last half of the season makes more sense. So let's take a look at the biggest difference between before and after the injury. And it's not turnovers, it's sacks. Sean Clifford was not able or didn't want to elude pressure. So before the injury, he had given up nine sacks and about 14% of the time when he was pressured, he was sacked. He went down. So this is, this is evaluating how well you evade pressure because every quarterback is going to be under pressure. And take a look at afterwards. He was sacked 23 times after that injury. And about a quarter of the time when they got pressure, when the, when the opponent got pressure, there was a sack. So his ability not just to run, but to evade pressure and throw the football, I, the injury had to cloud his judgment in a lot of ways. And one of them was, when in doubt, don't throw the football into risky situations especially when you're trying, really, you keep your head above water. And if you watch the first part of the season, that offense was keeping its head above water, and they were winning games. Then something happened, and they couldn't. So Sean Clifford, going all the way back to this, was the same player from 2019 to 2021 in his overall production and got there with higher highs and lower lows. But if there's one thing we've seen from him, is that in an ideal situation, in a, in a good situation, he can avoid the low lows and play an even brand of rather conservative football. And if he can hit those big plays next season, yeah, Penn State can win with that. Penn State can win with that quarterback. That's the guy that they've been looking for for six years. So the question becomes, can he get there? Well, he needs to stay healthy, which has not happened to him and for him in either of the seasons he started the whole year that didn't have some weird nine-game schedule created a month before the season started. So if we're taking a look at like-to-like, apples-to-apples, 
He needs to stay healthy and he needs to have a good situation. And that's the question we're going to get to later this week is how does Penn State build that for their quarterback who just needs to not be under pressure all the time? We'll get to that later this week on uh, the BWI Daily Edition. But that's our, t- that's our look at Sean Clifford. And I, I learned some things myself that uh, don't be a prisoner of the moment and make sure you really look and think before you make a reaction about a guy in a situation that was not ideal for him last year. Now, ultimately, is Sean Clifford going to be the guy that wins you a college football playoff? Is this going to be a team that is the one that breaks through? I I don't think so. But can you win 10 games? Can you be in the conversation? Can luck happen? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think the guy who played in 2021 with a better situation is a more mature player that knows football better and that has been through it a couple of times and is going to avoid some of the mistakes he he made before. Now, it's also his last chance to do that. So we'll take a look more at the team and where they can support him going forward. We're going to take a look at the offensive line. We're going to take a look at the skill positions. We're going to paint in the details around the quarterback to decide if this team can be that team next year. So that'll do it today for the BWI Daily Edition. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. I know it was a bit of a lecture today. I know it was a little bit mathy. There's a lot of numbers. Hopefully it was not. Uh, hopefully you're still listening, really, is, is what I'm hoping here. Hopefully you're still watching the YouTube, because I think that that stuff is important. I think that's the answer right there. That's the, that's the value of digging in and looking at some of those things in context. So we're going to be doing that the rest of the week here on the BWI Daily Edition. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older in present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in 
West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 